welcome to the podcast where we talk about all things hidden in the shadows. This is Megan, and on this bonus episode, I have the awesome opportunity to chat with Christy from The Unknown Paranormal. Hey, Christy, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yes. So what is going on with you guys in 2023? Because we had The Unknown Paranormal, you guys as a team, come on. But for this episode, we... Us at Hidden in the Shadows wanted to bring Christy on because she also has abilities and she uses them on investigations. And we thought it would be pretty cool to get like her perspective. So, yeah. So how's everything going with you guys? Uh, Good. We're kind of just starting back up in a sense. We got a big dump of snow and then freezing rain. So we had some ice and it was just crazy. Now that that's all gone, we're just making some plans for 2023, which we're excited about. Yes, 2023. I feel like 2023 is going to be a big year for a lot of teams and a lot of people in the paranormal community. I just get like a good vibe. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) So here to start. Yes. (laughs) One of the things that I did leading up to this episode was I did ask people on Instagram to send in questions. And I thought it would be pretty cool to kind of start off with one of those questions. And one of the questions was, when did you first realize you had the gift and what actually started it? All right. So, I mean, as a young kid, you know, a child, I was always able to kind of see things that weren't there or, mm-hmm. you know, but as a kid, you're just like, oh, your imagination's running wild. And then in my teens, I should say, I actually had a good friend and she was really into, I guess, practicing witch or studying Wicca. And she can... I mean, she has some abilities as well. So she was always telling me, you know, come out, let's go do something. Let's try to get these abilities out. And I was always like, yeah, I kind of seem a little bit out of place. I don't know. (laughs) Right. And then obviously into my adulthoods, uh, we, well, Mike and myself actually know a lot of uh, mediums or people with abilities and just in the last three to four years, I was constantly getting messages of people saying, you know, I can sense you have something. You need to really work on that. And really, within the last two years, I've been really, I guess, practicing on how to control it and how to especially investigate with it using just the senses. And it's really taken a, a run. It's Yeah, yeah. It's just when you open up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel like when you open up, you you know, beforehand you get because like I know as a kid and even when I was a teenager, I was scared of it and even into adulthood, especially. But once I opened up to it, I felt like I can control it 100 percent better than the fear that I had, you know, leading up to it. Yeah. You know, you kind of start, you know, realizing you're not crazy i guess yeah <laughs> right like, true. okay i've seen this since you know six and now as an adult okay maybe i should really start focusing on this yeah because i think like with myself as much as i tried to shut it off stuff would still happen like there's no shutting it off once you have it you have it so yeah exactly you can't and just yeah i agree totally <laughs> there's no shutting it off And when you try, it seems like it just gets worse. Like, hello, you're ignoring me. Like, I'm here. Yeah, let me just, like, knock over a shelf or let me pay attention to me. Exactly. Um, 
what experience made you get into the paranormal? Was there one that specifically kind of stood out that you were like, you know what? Okay, I have to for sure get into this. Wasn't necessarily an exper- experience. I've always been into the paranormal. Um, growing up, we used to watch all those shows as well. Oh, yeah. So it was always around us. Um, we've always had friends that, you know, enjoy lurking up the dead. <laughs> so yeah. you know, always around it and exposed to it, which really, you know, perked my interest. And then, you know, just having personal things, I guess, happen in my life. Like me and Mike kind of got our first place together. Shadow people started following me and not knowing how to deal with that. Because, you know, once you really start researching and looking into it, you get a better idea. But at that time, you're just like, what the heck's happening? Yeah, exactly. And that's when we really, you know, me and Mike sat down. We're like, let's do this. Like, we both have the same interests, you know. We Let's try it. And it's just blown off. Those shadow people, man. I swear, every everybody that has abilities goes through a phase of, like, shadow people. Yeah, and, you know, I'm fine with the shadow. You know, walk past me, do it. But it's the ones that feel just like they're lurking at you. It's like, yeah. this is uncomfortable. Like, go away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is there any specific location that you guys have been to recently that has, like, that you've experienced a lot at? Yeah. There's just one spot we go to, and I don't know why, but it always just, I always get drawn back to it. It's not even the best energy there. (laughs) It's a penitentiary cemetery, but I I just always want to go back and find more. We always get information. And the last time we went, we actually, I did a Delco experiment. And just, that is just a whole new ball game. Like, it really, and I think especially for people with abilities, trying that, it opens crazy doors because you're literally just focusing on this light and you're able to just tune out everything and just what comes through, what you feel. It's way different than anything else. Is there a specific uh, like equipment or tool other than the Delco experiment like you like to do at locations? I've honestly personally been focusing on just using my senses. Okay. Um, I find that's one of the best tools. I mean, mm-hmm. we do bring out, I do bring out a spirit box. I enjoy hearing the different voices. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that's really cool. Like you can pinpoint who's kind of talking. Um, but just the senses I've been really working on and it, it helps because, you know, I, I feel like there's nothing over here, but there's something over there. I think we should go over there stuff starts happening so that that gut feeling at locations is always the best like I question have you ever because I I had a phase where I was going where I was getting visions before we would go to locations like I wouldn't know where these locations are but like a week before a location would pop up I would get like a vision and actually draw out like where we were going has that ever happened Oh yeah, it, it's happened. I, it was months prior, and I drew out this. It was at a cemetery, but it was like this beautiful uh, headstone. Had no idea where it was. Whatever. We end up just going for a drive, and I'm like, "Holy, sh- stop the car!" Like, yeah, you leave this. And I, because we carry a notebook on us, and that's just what happens. I draw in as well, and I was like, "This matches, right?" Like. I couldn't believe it myself. And then you almost get that, fe- like, uh, 
not adrenaline, but almost like an anxiety, like, holy crap, this actually just happened. Yeah, I think too, like when things start lining up, like beforehand, when you get like, okay, I'm seeing like this person's name or something like that. And you get to the location and like the name pops up on the spirit box or you do the research afterwards and it's all connected and it's all aligning. It's like the craziest feeling. It's so cool. Like, it's like, yes, I was right. I'm not bonkers. It's almost like a joy feeling like, yeah, this is great. Let's do this again. But as it comes in, it's kind of scary because, you know, maybe somebody has a message for you that they can't get out to anybody else, you know, so they come to you and then you just wake up at three in the morning drawing this image and you're like, how am I going to find this place? Like, what do you need me to do with this information? So in a way, it's a struggle as well, just trying to pinpoint, you know, it's looking at a picture and you're like, okay, how do I find this spot now? Yeah. Has there ever been a location where a spirit like stuck with you? Like you, you'll never forget like interacting with that uh, entity? Quite a few, actually. Um, Again, the BC pen, I made connections with this one guy. His name was John Walsh. And we had no idea who this guy was or anything, but he was coming through. He was talking to me. He pulled my hair. He actually gave me his feelings in the moment. And as I told him, you need to stop, you need to back away. We can continue our conversation, but not if this is what you're going to do. Instantly, it was a big switch. And he just continued the conversation. He told me a little bit about what happened. And sure enough, I went home, I researched. It was just right on the ballpark. Wow. That's always stuck. And till this day, every time we go back, I always make sure to say hi to him. Like, I mean, given he is a criminal, but (laughs) he was still a person, right? So exactly. Yeah. And it's not like he's ever been threatening. It's just more like a conversation. So it's pretty cool. Do you ever do you have a specific routine for yourself? Like when you get to a location? Because like, I know I immediately I start kind of like, I don't know how to describe it, but like feeling that obviously feeling the energy, but like, it's like a specific, you know, like routine where you're kind of like feeling what's there. And it's like, I'm feeling all the energy and I kind of start separating like, okay, well, okay, this I'm feeling this guy and I'm feeling like this person. Is there a specific routine that you do? What I like to do is I like to do kind of like a walkthrough and walk around before anything even happens. So, you know, we'll walk around, we'll kind of sense the feeling and you could pick up whether they want you there or they don't want you there. hundred percent. Yeah. And then I kind of just go from there and uh, try to see what I can pick up. I always say like I have to, you know, like separate the energy because I tend to get bombarded like even on our team, Mike and Isaac, they're they always are kind of like, "Whoa, you got a lot of people around you," and I'm like, "I know, formal <laughs> like it's so much." And there's always one ent- entity or spirit that like will channel hard. Like they, I guess they have enough reserved energy where they can just basically push in front of the line, and um, you can feel I, it totally, definitely. And if I, because I have a weird thing, I don't know if. For me, it's so weird to explain it to somebody because somebody is probably like, well, what the heck? (laughs) But it feels like I always feel like when there's a lot of channeling happening and it's like super chaotic and I can't I'm not separating what I'm feeling 
um, it feels like my back is breaking. Like it feels like a lot of pressure on my back. And uh, I had a psychic once tell me that it's basically wherever you absorb the energy. Some people do it from their feet. Some people do it through their heart chakra. Some people do it specifically through their third eye. And apparently mine is like my back, but more so on my heart chakra area. So it feels like it's coming from my back. So, yeah. That's really cool, though. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of have similar, you know, when I I pick something up, first and foremost, I just zone out. Like, no one's going to get my attention. Oh, yeah, if 100%. There, I'm staring and, you know, my team will come up to me and be like, are you okay? It's like, yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Leave me alone. But I, I get this pain in my temple. Oh, wow. And okay. like a shooting pain, like a bad headache. And I know it's from that because as soon as the energies are gone, it's like I never even had it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I get the headache. The headaches are the worst for me, too. If it's too much. Yeah. The headaches. So that's kind of like why with me, when I go to a location, I have to kind of separate everything because if I don't and they start like bombarding me. It's headache. And I even had I went through a little like I guess like a phase or like a thing when I was like I, I feel like I'm more seasoned now than before. But before when I wasn't as seasoned, I ha would have a lot of the channeling happen and it would just bombard me. And I had to because apparently I also absorbed through my feet and it was to a point where my legs would feel like I had just jogged like a crazy amount of miles. And I was like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> like, And it's crazy because I found it would happen at cemeteries. And obviously, people are buried in the ground at cemeteries. Yeah. And so it would like shoot up through my hips and like my legs. And I'd be like, what is going on? And apparently, like I said, like some uh, psychic that I talked to was talking about like absorption points. And she's saying she thinks like my my heart chakra and my feet is where I absorb a lot of stuff so which in cemeteries that would make sense right you're yeah. walking over and yes that would explain <laughs> childhood was there ever a experience that uh, you experienced when you were a kid that you look back now as like an adult and you're like holy moly yeah a couple but you know, you're a child, so everything kind of scares you at that point, right? Yeah, very true. Um, I do remember one time that uh, I was actually at a friend's house, and we were young. And the first time you get to be left home alone with a friend, oh, yeah. I did, right? It's the best moment. But um, we were just all hanging upstairs. We had her younger brother, and all of a sudden we heard bang, bang. So we're like, what the hell's that? We're home alone. Like, we must have been like nine. Run downstairs. Every cupboard's open in the house. The door is wide open and we're like, holy, what just happened? Like, yeah, we look at back upstairs scared. My first thing is I grabbed a baseball bat because I thought it was an intruder <laughs> right away. So we go back downstairs coming down and you can hear a bang again. Not back upstairs. So we're trying to grab the phone and it's back in the day where the phones you pick up, if someone's on the other line, it beeps. So you can't make a call. What was happening? And we're like, oh, man. who's on the phone? We go downstairs and we can see, I don't know if it was the same, but on our phones, you could see a red light when it indicates someone was on the line. So witness that as well as a rocking chair rocking. Right away, we booked it out of the house. We went to the neighbors. We're like, you got to call the cops. There's a ghost in the house, you know. 
cops come, squads, parents are mad. You don't need to say we're not staying home alone anymore. But that one to this day is still like, what was there and why did that happen? Dang. There was one when I was a kid that I just, I keep replaying recently over in my head. My parents, they were wanting to move on to the country. And I, I don't know what it is. Like I have, I have a fear of being in a desolate place. Like I just don't like it. And, Mm -hmm. and they were looking, I had to be like five or six. And I, to this day, like I obviously want my own house and stuff like that, but I, have like a weird I don't know I have a weird about going into like houses because like obviously you don't know what's there I mean now I'm better equipped to like get whatever it is out but before I started embracing my abilities you know like I was scared of you know like house hunting and so um, I had to be like five or six I didn't want to go my parents were like come with us you know you can see the house whatever and, you know, we get to this, it's in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, yo, I'm not living here. I'm <laughs> like, even at five or six, I am not living here. No, mom, no. And it was around the time, too, like, you had all those weird horror movies that would come out and in the middle of nowhere, like Jeepers Creepers, stuff like that. Yeah. I would see the trailers, but I wouldn't actually watch the movies or anything like that. But uh, we go into, this, you know, the realtor's like snazzy dress and he's like, hey, what's up? Like, come in the house. You're going to love this. That like super positive. And I'm like, no, mom, we can't. We're not buying this house. We can't. We cannot buy this house. Like, I don't like it. And she's like, oh, no, it's so nice. It's everything that we wanted. Like, it's it's big. It's got these big you got these big bedrooms. You can have, you know, you can have your own room. And so the one thing that I, it was like one story, but it had a huge attic, like the whole length of the house, like it was big. And so we go in this attic and I'm like, no, we can't be here. Like we can't be here. And the realtor was like, I don't understand why you're getting so upset about it. Like you're five. Why are you getting upset about it? And so I'm like, well, the lady doesn't want us here. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I was like the lady, and he was like, "What lady?" And I was like, "Yeah, the lady doesn't want us here. This is not." She says, "This is her house, and she does not want us here." So I ended up describing because he was like, "Well, by chance, where's the lady? And what does she look like?" And I said, "Well, she's standing over there, and she looks like she's got this, you know, this gown. She's got her hair like pinned to the side." And he dropped the clipboard and was like, "No." oh no it was a previous owner and before she died in the house she told her 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 kids like you're not selling this house this is this has been in the family for years you're not selling this house and so uh my parents i will never forget the look of like oh my gosh you're kidding me and so, you know, we all rush out of the attic. We go and the realtor was like, so I'm guessing you're not going to want the house. <laughs> no. <laughs> Got a Bruce and Matt. That's so cool, bro. Yeah. <laughs> when I was, a, well, when I was a kid, like I, my abilities are pretty good now, but like when I was a kid, that stuff would be like, I would see people just like, or spirits just like people. It was, it was absolutely insane. It, it, was, it was the same for me as well. And, you know, you would clear. be like, oh, why is that man over there? You know, your parents are like, what? What yeah. man? I used to, they stopped letting me go over sleepovers when I was younger because I would go to these people's houses and I'd be like, oh, yeah, this guy that looks like this, this and this. He says, by the way, make sure you do this. And I would tell the parents and the parents would be like, 
that's their grandpa that died call my mom <laughs> come pick her up come pick her up like we can't oh my uh, goodness. personally if like i had a kid come over and tell me that stuff i'd be like that's awesome <laughs> yeah yeah and i think that's so cool and i also think too like people that have abilities when you know you get into motherhood because you you have kids too right yes yeah it's interesting too when you start embracing your abilities how you if your kids have abilities kind of the openness that you have because I know like with my family my mom has abilities and my grandmother has abilities but they were never they were scared shitless of it and they they would not yeah and hey mom there's a man in my room or hey mom there's this in my room and she would be like that's your imagination which I think tends to close kids off because you know they're like there's you know it's it's nothing what is this you know and then you know too kids get to a certain point where they go from oh kind of like observing to kind of understanding like this is not supposed to be here so Mm -hmm. yeah I've noticed that with my son at least you know and I don't ever want to be like oh you know it's an imaginary friend or you know quit telling stories I we talk to him often when he brings something up and you know he's young so obviously we don't want to scare him but we are very open-minded to it and he's very open-minded to it as well along with our paranormal investigating he loves watching our videos and very involved and I, I love that about him because I do think there's something special with him so if he can embrace that that would be amazing yeah that's the same with our son he recently was starting to tell us more like he was seeing things he he refers to them as monsters but like even like spirits or something because obviously you know you kind of sense it what it is and um, he would say, like, you know, he would refer any kind of spirit to, like, a monster. Now he's kind of, like, saying, like, oh, it's a man or it's a woman. But, you know, I tell him, like, you know, it's it's okay. Like, there's nothing to be scared of. You know, if, you know, if, if it really bothers you, come get me, you know, or, you know, dad or anything like that. So. Yeah, us too. We've also taught him, our kid, that, you know, if it does make you uneasy, just simply tell it to go away. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, once in a while you hear him go and you're like, who are you talking to? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly (laughs) Killian to our son. He will, if he sees something hanging around me, he'll go, hey, leave my mom alone. Leave her alone. (laughs) That's cute though. (laughs) Yeah. But that's awesome too, like that you're able to, it's not the same kind of thing of, you know, is there any investigations coming up that you guys are looking forward to doing? Um. I mean, we're always looking forward to doing investigations. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> Some are booked, yeah. Um, I think we're also going to head out to Victoria as well, um, do some stuff out there, which we're pretty excited for. I don't want to give anything oh, yeah. away. Yeah. So, yeah, we have a couple things lined up. I can't wait. I'm excited. <laughs> okay, so in terms of abilities, I'm curious, do you ever have any kind of like premonition dreams or anything associated with your dreams? I do. And oftentimes that's how I feel like it kind of hits me is a dream point or like a deja vu type thing. I guess the most recent and something I'm really working on is our bear. So we have a bear with a spirit inside of him. And he's come to me in dreams and not only in dreams as a form as well. I've been able to see him, which is really cool. But I find that with these dreams, it's almost like flipping a page of a book. So you're getting certain information and then you have to stick all the pieces together. 100%. Yes. 
it's frustrating. I just wish it would be like, hey, hi, I'm so-and-so, you know? Yeah. But, no, yeah. It's, it's a mystery, but it's it's cool. So I jot everything down and then just researching it after and getting those pieces. It's like, holy. And then, you know, like with Bert, we, I got this. I found out what his story was. So we decided to investigate him and just matching it up and him actually replying to that. It was, it's amazing. It's cool because like who could really say that you have a bear and you dress yeah. it and it's lined up and <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's also with me what I, cause if I remember my dreams, they're super significant. Like there's so much details in it. We haven't really investigated. The last time we were investigated was our Halloween episode. But like you said, the dreams that I do get, it's super riddle-like and puzzle piece. Unless they straight up come up to me and be like, hey, I'm so-and-so. This is what I got to tell you. So Yeah, I thought that it's very rare, though. It's like, here's what happened. Here's where I am. I'm not going to tell you my name. You're going to figure that out. And it's yep. like ugh, a name would go a long way, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think, too, even like with spirit guides and stuff like that, everything is in riddles. <laughs> you got to be able to got to be willing to. Uh... Oh, yeah. So disclaimer, anybody listening, if you want to embrace your bi- uh, abilities, make sure you are ready for riddles and puzzles. because <laughs> It's littered with it the whole time. Yeah, that's what you're gonna get. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Has there ever been a location that you guys have gone to where it feels way too heavy, like really kind of more on the darker side, where you're kind of like, oh, should I even be here? Uh yeah. Actually, there's a barn that we've gone to during the day, and it didn't feel as heavy. And we decided, okay, let's go back at night. And just whatever is there doesn't want you there. You can feel how heavy it is. You almost get like this scared feeling, which is very rare when you're actually investigating. Like if you are an investigator, you don't get scared very easy. Mm-hmm. And just this place, you can almost see things crawling around and just feel its negativity. And I honestly won't go back there. <laughs> I don't yeah. like the feeling. I'm not going to do it. Uh, that's probably one of the more unsettling ones that we encountered, or yeah. I've encountered at least. For us, we we want to start going to more because it's so. I was telling Isaac the other day that like our area tends to get super saturated. Like we don't have we have a lot of paranormal teams, a lot of local paranormal teams, but not a lot of locations or the locations that are known to be haunted are like every paranormal team in the book is going through them so it's kind of like it's not it's not that it's not fun or not it's just you want something new and so we're trying to kind of like expand more out like maybe travel more to see if maybe we can get you know a location that maybe not a lot of paranormal teams know about so that we can, you know, investigate. But there really hasn't been, like, I've never been to a location where I was, like, scratched or anything. Never had to kind of, like, walk out. I think, too, with abilities, once you hit a certain, especially when you're a paranormal investigator, you hit a certain stage where it's, like, the fear starts kind of dwindling down. Like, I used to be 
I'm not going to lie, pretty, pretty nervous and scared of a lot of things. And then it's kind of like I hit like, it's like you're breaking past this wall. And once you're past the wall, it's the fear is, I mean, stuff can still scare you, but like, it's not as bad. You're not like, oh no, that sound, you know, you're kind of running towards the sound. Yeah. You, you break down that barrier almost, right? Yes, definitely. As I, I am a newer, I guess, coming out, having, you know, yeah, abilities, you know, for anybody that is practicing or trying to figure themselves out. The one thing that I've learned is it's hard to shut it off and you really need practice for that. I mean, I think I was up for two weeks because things were just coming through. And like I said, the whole dream thing, right? So that really lacks your sleep. And there was a time, a point where I didn't even want to sleep. So I was just staying awake all night. So I went brain full of stuff and wake up and be like, where do I start? What do I do? Exactly. Really got to focus on that, right? Yeah. And I think too, like it's hard sometimes with abilities because, you know, you're getting stuff when you're awake, you're getting stuff when you're asleep. And then too, if you're like a mother, you're, you're, have, you know, your parent, you are dealing with like, I joke around and say human stuff, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're dealing yeah. with a typical, like mundane, like, you know, a job and, you know, dealing with like family members on top of getting it. And sometimes like there's some times where I'm just like, hey, I need a break from everybody because <laughs> spirits it's exhausting. And it really is spirits and people like back up i don't know if you get this do you ever get where because when i was younger school used to be overwhelming for me because of everybody's energies and it i found now that grocery stores as an adult is that same kind of thing with school if i go into a grocery store and it's a lot of people it's not that I can't handle it, but it's just like, it's just too much. And I even noticed that with my son now, like certain, like he can do one, two stores tops, but when he starts getting and it's super crowded, he can't deal with it. And same thing with me. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. I avoid all that stuff. You know, I don't, it's very overwhelming and it's almost like, I'm not going to say like an anxiety fill, but yeah. like just having to pack up and go and you're like, oh, shit. I'm in for it now, right? Yeah. Yeah. And some and some people can just be so negative. And if you're in like a little like if you're in the same line as these people, sometimes it can it can mess with you pretty bad. Oh yeah. I find you can almost pick up on the emotion. So you could be having a grand old day and then all of a sudden you're ticked off and you're like, Well, what happened? And then you're like, Oh, I went to the store. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so as You've had this as a young age, the abilities as well. Um, what are some things you do to kind of channel it out for a little bit just to give you some time? Um, I think for myself, like I am very, I, I love being creative. And I have to, I notice I have to do something that I really love. So sometimes that might be for me, that's like cooking. And when I'm fully immersed in something else, I can kind of tune it out. but. It has to be something I really am into. Like, you know, like some people sit down, watch TV. I can't watch. Like I have sitting in that silence, like trying to watch a movie. It just doesn't work because then I'm like, oh, snap. You know what? That's on the TV screen. (laughs) That reminds me. And then it's because it's like 
my brain never shuts off. Like it's just constantly going. And it's like I before I go to sleep, because like, you know, obviously as a parent, you're like going, going, going all day. And you finally put your kids to sleep and you go and you lay down and it's your first calm moment. And if I don't regularly meditate, that becomes my meditation time. And so then I have all this stuff flowing in. And I don't know if you're the same way, but sometimes I wake up almost aggravated, not aggravated, but it's like I have so much information from my dreams and from sleeping. I don't, it's hard to describe to people that don't have abilities, but it's like, it's like so much stuff is packed in there that sometimes when I wake up, I'm like aggravated because it's like, darn it, this information, like it's, it's like you don't rest sometimes. It's stressful, right? Like you got a restless sleep. You have all these thoughts in your head now and you're like, man, I just need three hours to. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's not even including if anything is messing with you when you go to sleep. Um, well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I noticed that that tends to be a time where if, you know, like things are flooding through because i think that's the one thing with abilities that's it's kind of hard to completely shield everything and like i regularly kind of like shield the house and you know like shield myself but even then sometimes i mean for the most part it keeps like darker stuff out but there's still like plus our neighborhood is like super weird and in terms of i'm pretty sure there's portals somewhere just because oh, yeah. so much stuff, um, there's an apartment building in our neighborhood and they had to take out, like they had to do a possession case there, um, another local paranormal team, and then they had to take multiple haunted objects out. It's just like weird. So I always talk about it on the podcast, like how it's so weird. And of course we live right in the middle of it. So um, it's like a, literally a recycling of spirits sometimes. Yeah. And um, we live right by the military base here. and apparently there's a lot of untapped areas where because it's on base not a lot of paranormal teams can get on there and the way that i have done like research on it is that um, a lot of the settlements during the colonial times over here were on base apparently there is a basically on base there is the pioneer like trail to kind of go out west it started on base um Yeah, so it wasn't really a base till like 1950. I would guess there would be a lot of stuff that hasn't been tapped into. Apparently, there was a huge village in the 1800s that was on like right there because there was a river. So and like different sounds and like connections to like the the ocean because the ocean's not the Atlantic Ocean isn't far from us. Mm-hmm. And hurricanes would come in, and apparently this village was wiped out. And. uh but the foundations are still there. And apparently when you go to, I guess a lot of people like to use that area as a fishing spot. You can still hear like uh, residual stuff from the village. And so for that being right there, we tend to get a little, a lot of like over flooding. Overflow in your house. Yeah. Yeah. Over here. Cause we're like literally right there. So cool. Yeah. it's cool that you can just kind of, if you ever wanted to, you know, just go for a walk and <laughs> yeah. pick up from stuff. You're right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I literally go in the front yard and I turn on a spirit box. I'm like, all right. Like, 
who's gonna come up like and sometimes it's like a dead nobody you know like shows up but then sometimes it's like whoa okay form a line please like but that's not any cases really you know you can go anywhere and turn it on and nothing or you know place a spirit ball down nothing and then on other times like christmas time exactly yeah is there any i'm curious for you is there any um haunted spot that is renownedly known like around the united states and canada that specifically resonates for you like you would want to go that's not by you but like maybe somewhere else that you would love to investigate like it's on your bucket list to investigate oh many spots but a lot of especially down here a lot of the spots that claims to have a lot of history and activity you're not allowed to so we have this spot called dead dead man's island down here which um pretty much used to be a reserve it is now an army base um there's so much on this but obviously it being an army base you're not allowed to go investigate it i think that would be a pretty cool spot to try to oh yeah off um we've actually just for trying we actually did reach out to them and they're like yeah not gonna happen but we have tours sometimes so you're more than welcome to come yeah yeah i don't want to tour (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that's a lot of the spots here there's so many historic like plantations and stuff over here that have like such a gruesome history it makes you think like okay there's got to be something stuck like something has got to be there yeah yeah and the history goes so far because we have literally on this side we have like the colonial stuff stuff of slavery the natives pirates even like where we're at oh cool yeah like pirates yeah like blackbeard blackbeard's house where he settled apparently is like no more than 30 40 minutes away from us but no like the all these historical places they won't let people investigate like i have reached out there's this location and it i mean you you pass it and you know you know it's 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 (laughs) intense it's a Foscu plantation and I've passed this because I grew up in this area that we currently live in and I would pass this all the time as a kid and even as a kid I would say whoa that's a beast like that there is some stuff there and it was one of the most apparently according it was one of the most brutal plantations during you know like slavery and stuff like that other than like I think it was one in Louisiana that was really bad yeah so it's and like there's blogs written about uh like it having apparently you can hear um like crying in the attic from and like chains and like um apparently you know blood spots will reappear and stuff like it's really intense and you know there's this big iron gate at the beginning of the driveway then you have this really long driveway into this big grand house and apparently um, it was also used as a civil war uh hospital for a chunk of time so you not only have that, but you have that. Yeah. And then the history, too, apparently to a lot of areas in this this area, is that when the Union soldiers would capture the Confederate area, they would slaughter all of the livestock. So oh you're God. on top of that. You have that. So you already have, like, all that, like, blood on the land on top of the cruel treatment. And then you got, like, the Civil War hospital stuff. But they will not budge for paranormal investigators. And I even offered, I reached out, like, you know, like you did. 
I reached out and I was like, look, you know, just get us on the land. It's two hours tops. Like you, you could stay there if you want. Like we don't even mind. (laughs) You know, I get it. You're trying to preserve the stuff in the house. We don't have to go in the house if you don't want us to. Just one on the lawn. (laughs) Yeah, just let me. I at this point, I told Isaac, I was like, I will stand at the the front of the gate. Like, okay, don't even let me in the gate. Just say it's okay to be on the property. But, but yeah, that there has been so many teams that have been itching to get into that area. There's a there's a whole bunch of just like uh, stuff with the pirates too, like the hammock house. Which is wasn't where Blackbeard like stayed, but apparently he there's like a couple of different stories, but basically he killed somebody there. Um, he found that his, I guess at the time his girlfriend that he like forced to marry him, um, was cheating on him, and he basically killed her. And so apparently there's like you know you could hear her crying in the yard and stuff like that, and they they just. They don't allow people. It's a private residence now. So Which I get the aspect of like a residence home. Yeah. I mean, with the history, you know, it'd be nice to just, you know, give them a letter and be like, hey, this is what I do. Yeah. I come into my home, but yeah. I mean, the day and age we live in too, right? Yeah. Like, I got that letter. I'd be like, yeah, not happening. <laughs> yeah. That's that's like too. Um, we tried on the like the middle section of North Carolina. There's the Devil's Tramping Ground. And we really wanted to go there because, you know, to really test all of our abilities because um, on our team, you know, everyone has an ability of some sort. So we really wanted to like, OK, this is like renowned for being like dark and like creepy and stuff. So we really wanted to like push the envelopes on our abilities and stuff like that. But apparently it was part of like like just like a the forest area, like the 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 county forest area you know and mm-hmm. now it's a private residence and the private resident they're like no thanks but no you yeah. know but i feel like, like i mean i've said this especially with certain spirits you know especially like slavery or what it may be is you know to be honored to actually be able to investigate that or use your abilities um just for the spirit's sake you know Maybe they haven't, in my idea, maybe they haven't left because they have something that they need to say or want to say, you know, and, you know, to never get that chance, even as a normal human (laughs) and a live body, you know, when you don't, you have something to say and you don't get that chance. It's like, ah, you know, so I feel like even on the other side, that's how they would still portray and they just want someone to hear the story, hear what happened, and then maybe they'll be at peace, you know? There well, there was one there was one situation we we were investigating the first team that we were part of. Um, it was a bigger team. I think it had like eight or nine people on it. Not everybody had abilities. Um, but there was a good like three or four, I would say five people that had abilities out of the nine. And we were going to this location called the Webb Memorial Library. And it was the first time I ever like felt somebody cross over. And before, oh. before I would, I got there, I had this vision of me reading a book and I was like, okay, that's, that's, you know, okay. Like I'll, I'll just, yeah, I don't know what that means, but okay. So they normally let the people that had abilities kind of just like roam, go where you, you know, go. And 
Yeah. And so we went into the kids room and I could feel a little boy presence. And I was like, you know, what? let me just ask. So I was like, hey, do you want me to read you a book? We're in the library. There's kids books like I'll read to you. I have a son like, you know, I'm a mom. I can read to you. And, um, you know, like the the spirit box was going off and everything. And we heard a huge like thump. And we looked at the sign that uh, the thump, like where the thump was, and it said mm-hmm. read. Oh my and goodness. so I was like, okay, I'll read. And uh, I said, but you got to pick out the book. You got to do something. You got to let it fly or like thump next to it or something. So this book ended up pulling out. And I was like, get out, get out. <laughs> and this was like one of my first investigations in an actual like haunted location. Mm-hmm. And so... I go and I look and it's this book and I'm reading the book and I'm sitting down and I'm reading and the spirit box is kind of going over or kind of going off. It's saying like, you know, like light, uh, want to go home, like things like that. And I'm reading this book and it's about this boy or this robot that all it wants to do is go home with somebody, but it I keeps getting it. overlooked. And I'm reading this book and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, is he trying to tell me something through the book? Like, oh no, go home. Like, and so (laughs) I choose you, go home. (laughs) And uh, so we read and then it, it starts repeating light, light, light on the, I see an angel, like light on the spirit box. I'm like, oh no, oh no. And one of our seasoned psychics, Mike, who's also on our current team. He was, oh. he would always tell me about like when you feel somebody cross over, like it's overwhelming. Like sometimes you'll cry. And I never, like, I never felt that. So I didn't know. And I start tearing up and I'm like, oh no. And I get to the end of the book and it says, thank, because eventually, you know, the little boy, um, a little boy comes in and chooses the robots and they're like walking hand in hand. And he goes, I finally found a home. And oh, then it says, God. Angel, thank you. Bye and oh my god i got like goosebumps from that (laughs) yeah yeah i was like oh my gosh it was such a crazy feeling and like i i normally am pretty composed with emotions especially on investigations because like i i try because i have a tendency of sometimes they'll channel through and i will feel the emotion that they're feeling and it'll show up and it's starting to really get like that like before it was just a little bit but now it's really like if something's trying to channel through an emotion i'm gonna feel it like there's no there's no stopping it now and i i just like i started tearing and i was like i had mascara and everything running down i was like oh my god i crossed somebody (laughs) the whole ugly cry i was like oh my gosh Because, like, it's crazy because you feel like, you know, when they talk about, like, when you cross over and you see the light and everything, it's that just that warm hug, that feeling. And when it actually happens, you kind of get a a, a small taste of that, small glimpse of it. And it's cute. (laughs) It's it's an intense. But it's an amazing feeling, though. Yeah. You know, even just to, like, you know, go through that experience you did, you know, reading. It was almost like you were reading and guiding, you know, and then end of the book it was like you helped me thanks so yeah that would be an amazing feeling (laughs) yeah it was insane question because you said you've been starting to you know feel more Mm -hmm. of the emotions Mm -hmm. um how do you personally try to you know knock that off because obviously during an investigation you don't want to start crying and people are like oh my god what happened you're like "Ah, just turn 
Yeah. Well, I actually have a good example for that. So our our Halloween episode, we had we had gone to this area in the Crotona National Forest with the sinkholes. Mm-hmm. And we were there was something dark and Isaac was going to remove it off the land because people the spirits there wanted it gone. Like it was tormenting them, kind of keeping them there. He wanted it gone. So apparently this thing was like dwelling at one of the bigger sinkholes that you had to hike to. And we had taken on, um, we had brought on two other people that just wanted to go with us on the investigation, but they were going to kind of like do the tech stuff. Um, So they were going to like film and like take photos and stuff like that just to be, they're friends of ours. So it wasn't just random strangers. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so we were, you know, like walking and uh, I started getting this vision of this girl from like the colonial times being pushed into the sinkhole and she was like screaming like no and it was almost like making me do it like I was yeah and I was like there's no way I'm screaming like I had to really I don't know how to describe it. it's like you almost like cut the channel off that they're channeling through the energy, if that makes sense. And you kind of, I just kind of like cut the energy off and blocked it because I didn't want to freak out too. I mean, Mike and Isaac would have just kind of been like, you know what? That's Megan, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> we're used to it. It's fine. But, um, you know, I didn't want to freak those, those two people out. So I was oh. like, stop, but that's, that's the best way I could describe it is basically, you know, I say in my head like, no, 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 stop. And I kind of regain control and then like stop the connection because I feel like once, you know, you don't have that fear and you kind of can understand, you can feel the different energies, you feel the different stuff going around you. you can, it's easier for you to like stop connections if they're trying to channel in too hard. So, yeah, that's what I do. That's that's good to know. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> so I think that is it for this bonus episode. Christy, where can they find your team? Uh, you can find us on Instagram at The Unknown Paranormal, as well as YouTube, The Unknown Paranormal. <laughs> um, pretty much all the social medias, and it's under all the same thing, The Unknown Paranormal. <laughs> gotcha. And you can find us at uh, Hidden in the Shadows podcast on Instagram. Hidden in the Shaw 6 on Twitter and Hidden in the Podcast 2 on TikTok. Yeah, I think this concludes this episode and we'll catch your weirdos in the next one. I am so awkward. Yeah.